You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. As many of you know, or don't, if you don't know, the month of October is what has been designated as Pastor's Appreciation Month or Pastor Appreciation Month. And it is celebrated on the second uh, Sunday in October, but however, uh, the whole month of October is known nationally as Pastor's Appreciation Month. So in light of that, I felt like Holy Spirit would have me to share this with you. So I want to use the word appreciate. Someone say appreciate. As an acronym on how we as parishioners, on how we as sheep, members of the sheepfold, members of a particular body can help alleviate, someone say alleviate, reduce, eliminate stresses among our leaders. Amen. Uh, and, and if you listen to the news, uh, recently there have been a few pastors who have committed suicide um, and the stresses that come along with ministry, a, a lot of times as sheep, we don't understand because uh, the pastor, we can't necessarily come to the sheep like we can someone who knows exactly where we're coming from. So sometimes things are built up, bottled up, which is not good. But as sheep, if we would do our jobs according to the word of God, it will make their jobs a whole lot easier. Amen. So I want to use the word appreciate as an acronym on how we can perhaps make their job a lot easier. But as a working definition, write this down for appreciate. I want you to write this down. And if you can get Hebrews thirteen seventeen from the message translation. But the word appreciate is defined as to be grateful or thankful for to value or regard highly, place a high estimate on. So when we are appreciative of our pastors, we are grateful for them. We are thankful for them. And we hold them in high regard. We place a high estimation on them. We value our leaders. So we are going to see in the word that this is the will of God that we value our leaders. But let's read this. Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Wow. Do you see this? So as members of a body, we should contribute to their joy, to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. And notice the word of God says that they 
are under strict supervision. So we are under strict supervision from God. We, God is holding us accountable as we steward over those that he has entrusted unto us. So there be, you know, the word of God lets us know that the word is used for correction, instruction, rebuke, for righteousness, that we may live a better Christian life. So there may be times where I may have to be rebuked. I may have to be instructed. I may have to be told no. Are you with me? And when, if we are discerning to the spirit of God, I would trust the God in my leader that he or she is leading me by way of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? But here the word of God lets us know that we are to contribute. Someone say contribute. So as a believer, as a member, everything I do should be done to contribute to their joy, not its drudgery. So let's begin with A. A. Again, we're using the word appreciate as an acronym. A. So we always want to acknowledge our leaders. That is to show or express recognition. To show or express recognition of. It's realizing who they are. So what's number one? Acknowledge. Come on, say it loud like you're saved in your pride. Number one, acknowledge. You always want to acknowledge your leader. Now write this down. You would never acknowledge who you do not honor. You would never acknowledge who you don't honor. So if there's no honor, there'll never be any acknowledgement. Do you remember in Malachi 1 when the Lord was getting on the priest because they were leading people um, that were not leading people the right way on how to honor God relative to their offerings? And the Lord said, if I'm your Lord, if I'm your father, if I'm your master, Where's the honor and respect that's due to me? If, 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 if I'm the God that you say I am, where's my honor? And since there was no acknowledgement or realization of who God was in their life, guess what? There was no honor. So you want to always honor. What's number one? You want to always what? I'm sorry, acknowledge your leader. First Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. Good news translation. First Thessalonians 5. Verses 12 and 13. Let's look at this. And guys, let me say this. In any time we respond according to the word, heaven has to respond to us. So when we honor our leaders according to the word, there is a supernatural anointing. There's a blessing that's released because I've honored the word of God. There's no way that you can honor God's word and God's word not honor itself. We see, notice how important this is. And watch this, guys. We cannot, notice the word of God lets us know this, that our citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven, those of us who are believers. So the government that we are to govern our lives according to, of course, we obey the laws of the land, but when it comes to our spirituality, to how we live morally, to how we conduct our lives, the word of God is our God, not man. And we can't let man, who is carnal, dictate how we conduct ourselves in God's government. 
<laughs> We're not talking about esteeming someone above God, but esteeming man according to the word of God. We beg you, our friends, to pay proper what? Respect to those who what? Work among you who guide and instruct you in the Christian life. Treat them with the greatest respect and love because of the work they do. Be at peace among yourselves. So a good way for us to be at peace among ourselves is to treat those who instruct us with the utmost respect. Are you here? Let's see the traditional King James, New King James. How, how is it rendered? And the reason why I want to show this because even now, there's not a lot of, you know, we, we can't allow one bad indiscretion of a leader put everyone in the same boat. That's like saying all African Americans are the same. That's not true. That's like saying all Caucasians are the same because one had a bad indiscretion. So we can't do that. And that happens a lot because we see this man do something, so we assume everybody's alike. And it's only done in the church, nowhere else. Are you with me? So we can't allow what we see on social media, on the news, again, dictate how we should respond to our spiritual leaders. And we urge you, brethren, to what? Recognize those, who's, recognize those who what? Labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them, here we go, very highly in love. Do you esteem your pastor very highly? Number two, or the next letter, P. You, we always want to, another way we can alleviate and contribute to our pastor's joy is by praying for them. Amen. So number, I'm saying numbers, but we, again, we're using a, the word appreciate as an acronym. So we want to, what? Pray for them. Number one, A, we want to acknowledge. Number two, pray. Pray for them. Even if you have to be if there's something, because here's what we have to realize. God, when he gives a leader a vision, he speaks to that leader relative to the vision. And we may not always, we may not always see what God shows them. But again, we have to trust the God in them that they are being directed and guided by the Lord. Because, watch this. Then you have to look at it like this. Just say, you look at everyone that's in here. Okay, um, you have a way you want to do it. You have a way you want to do it. You have a way you want to do it. You have a way you want to do it. Who do we follow? Who do we follow? <laughs> so even though I don't understand it, see, that's a good time to, Lord, I don't understand this. I, 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 I think we should purchase a green building, but... Uh, if, if you so desire black, I don't understand why black. Just ask the Lord to, to show you. <laughs> then another good thing is to always pray. 
when you're praying for your leaders, that, Lord, that you will guide them, that they acknowledge you in, in every one of their ways, in all their ways, that, that you give them clear direction, that they, they hear your voice in the voice of a stranger they never follow. Pray, pray those type of prayers. Father, I thank you today when you pray over your leaders that, they, that, that they're living stress-free. All their needs are met. They're out of debt. Confess the same thing over you. But, but, but I'm saying, lift them up. Pray for them. Father, we come against every attack of the enemy against our leader. I think that their marriage is sound. Their marriage is healthy. I think that their kids, and the reason why I say that, because so many marriages have been, pastors' marriages have been destroyed because of the stresses of ministry. So number two, we want to what? Pray for them. First Timothy 2. First Timothy 2, verses 1 through 3. Now, notice we're giving you scripture for each one of these. So it's found in the word. So I can't say God doesn't desire that I appreciate my leader. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, <laughs> and giving of thanks be made for who? All men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Notice again, notice earlier we seen that um, when we esteem them, that there may be peace. We can, that, we're, we, that we may be at peace. So I, I want you to see the connection that when there's honor there, when there's prayer there, th there's a peace that comes along with that. Let me see the new, uh, uh, new Living Translation. I like the way it's rendered. I urge you, first of all, to pray for what? All people. I think the, uh, the tr traditional King James, said, King James says those who are in position of authority. And the office of a pastor is, has been established by God. Are you here? So that's included in all people. Ask God to do what? Help them. Did, before you got upset, did you ask the Lord to help them? Before you allow offense to take place. Intercede what? On their behalf. If you think you were wrong, miss, if you think you were treated wrongly, Lord, show him me. Show him my heart. He don't like me. Lord, show him my heart. That I'm a really good, I'm a good Christian. <laughs> And then, at the same time, Lord, show me his heart. Show me her heart. Are you here? Intercede on what? Their behalf. And give what? Thank. Did you give thanks? See, here, the, the way this thing works, we have to do it the way that the Lord says to do it. And most of the time, we allow our flesh to get in the way, and it makes matters worse. Pray this way for what? Kings and all who are in authority so that we can what? Live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and it pleases God our Savior. What? When we do it his way. What? When we pray that God would help our leaders, that we would intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. That, that, even, that means even whoever's in office. Don't jump on those bandwagons. And 
whatever, whether you like this person or not, as a Christian, my job is to pray for them. Not give, not give commentary on everything that he does. It's a lot of things I don't agree with. A lot of people do. But to keep my sanity, let me pray for them. So we don't have to jump on all these bandwagons. We're believers. See, watch this. We should live lives that are marked by godliness and dignity. See that? So number one, we want to acknowledge our leaders. Number two, we want to pray for leaders. Now, we're talking about ways that we can help alleviate stresses and contribute to their joy. Number three, you want to protect your leader. Oh, you want to protect your leader. What do you mean? Defend, guard from attack, invasion, loss, annoyance, and insults. Did you hear that? I want to defend them, guard them from attack, invasions, loss, annoyance, and insults. <laughs> so, as leaders and mature believers, when we see individuals sowing discord or trying to cause offenses, hey, we raise our hand. This is not the order of the house. That's not of God. We don't do that here. If you're offended, you need to talk to such and such. If, if you have an issue, uh, 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 set up an appointment so you can meet with pastor. Or, or do, but but we, we have to make sure that we, because you got to remember, we watch over your guys' souls. Amen. That's the responsibility that we've been given, according to Hebrews 13, 17. We have been given that task to watch over your guys' souls in whatever affects the house. If you're a part of it, ultimately affects you. That's why we are called the body of Christ. Listen, there's nothing that can get in your body, even though it might be isolated to one area, it ultimately affects your whole body. So we have to take that seriously. So I can't, I can't say, well, because it's, it's in the toe, it's not going to affect it. No, no. If, if it stays in the toe, it can spread to the heart. Well, if it stays, if we don't deal with it, it can spread to the arm. So you have to take it seriously. Wait a minute. I'm a part of this house. Are you with me? So, it, 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 so when we see things that, watch this. What, what do you mean going against? When I see people deviating from the word of God, let me, let me pull them back. That's the way that we can guard. Um, one of my favorite stories is found in 1 Samuel. If you guys remember when David went against Goliath and after he defeated Goliath um, there were people coming down the streets and praising him and because he got more recognition than Saul who was the king <clears throat> Saul became very jealous he had a jealous eye against David and sought to kill him David didn't run to the law man Saul trying to kill me let me try to come after one of you. Especially if trying to do you harm, you're not going to go home and pray about it. 
He's dialing 911. Been giving my address and, and <laughs> you know, letting them know where I can be found. Which I would never do that. But, but um, to, to make the story, uh, to, to condense this, uh, there was a time, okay, so Saul was, was out trying to kill David. And, and David came upon his camp one night and spared his life. He cut a corner of his robe, of his garment, letting him know that I could have. Then he came up on again. And David's servant was like, uh, Saul was laying there, had his spear in the ground, in a jug of water where he was laying. And, and, Saul's, uh, and uh, David's servant said, hey, man, let me take that spear. It won't take me but one time and I can get him. And here, Saul was trying to kill David. And this was David's response. Who am I to touch God's anointed? Although this man, I'm not cool with his actions. If God placed him or allowed him to be in that position, who am I to touch God's anointed? And our mindset should be, if he is doing this or that, I am going to let God deal with him. But I'm going to respond according to the word. Are you here? Now, after that, of course, they, um, when, when David let Saul know, hey, man, I could have took you. And, and Saul was like, hey, David, is that you, my son? And, of course, you know, they reconcile. But, but David says something very important in 1 Samuel 25, 1 Samuel 26, 15 and 16. This is what I want you to see. Watch this. Look what David said to Abner. Now, because he got so close to Saul, notice what he said. So David said to Abner, are you not a man? And who is like you in Israel? Watch this. Why then have you not guarded your Lord the king? For one of the people came to to destroy the Lord the king. The thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, you deserve to what? Die because you have not guarded your master, the Lord's anointed. And now we see where the, uh, excuse me, and now see where the king's spear is and the jug of water that was by his head. In other words, he said, now you was called to guard this man. And you left him unguarded because you got in your feelings. Oh, like today's time. When things happen, you know, we get in our feelings and and we, we get off guard. We pout or we pork our lip out per se. Uh, um, but watch this. He said, because you left him unguarded, you deserve to die because you left God's anointed unguarded. What's the moral of the story? Even when our leader's actions may not reflect that of the Lord. Notice Saul was trying to kill David. Our job is still to respect the office. It's the office that I'm respecting because the office God has ordained and whoever's, notice we just seen that we should pray for all those who are in a position of authority, not I don't care how crazy they act. Our job is to do what? Pray for them. So even when my pastor's actions may not look like I think they should look or may not be up to to whatever type of standard, my job is to still guard. Why? Because if God placed him there, 
Again, it's the office. Are you with me? So there's going to be some guarding. And see, we have to learn how to, when we're guarding, you know, we have to learn how to mitigate. Mitigate. Lessen, make things less severe, or we got to help alleviate, not agitate. Most times we agitate rather than mitigate. We don't want to agitate. We want to mitigate. I want to lessen it, not add to it. Are you here? Next, so number one, if, if we are to help uh, show appreciation and gratitude and thanksgiving for our leaders, number one, we can do it by what? Acknowledge him. Number two, we can do it by prayer. Number three, we can do it by protecting. Number four, we could do it by rally, rallying around them. Rally around your leader. What, am, what I mean, rally around them. Rally means to bring or come together in order to provide support or make a shared effort. To bring or to come together in, or to come, to come together in order to provide support or make a shared effort. I said again, to bring or to come together in order to provide support or make a shared effort. In Acts chapter 16, verse 10, the Apostle Paul had a vision of going down to Macedonia. And Silas and Timothy and Luke, they said, well, after he had the vision, we endeavored to go. So, watch this. So now after he had seen the vision, immediately we what? Sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. In other words, when the, when the visionary has the vision, our job is to rally around our visionary. Are you here? in support of the vision. Why? Because when we ride it together, we can help bring this thing by us having a shared effort, bring it to pass. So when the visionary sees the vision, we go after the vision. So that's why many times there may be, whatever it is, whatever type of event it is, let me, oh man, Pastor has a vision too. The Lord showed him, oh, we're going to do this this month and we're going to do that uh, this month. And there are so many things that we do community-wise where our job is to rally around our leader to help make sure that this thing is a a success. Are you with me? So we want to rally around our leaders. So when they stand before you and, hey, we're trying to do this, we're trying to complete this budget, or we're trying to do this, we're trying to purchase this for the ministry, we're trying to do this, our job is to rally around them and do whatever we can to make sure that this thing comes to pass or is completed. Next, we want to empathize. A-P-P-R-E. Empathize with our leaders. We can help alleviate stresses by empathizing with them. Empathize simply means to understand, to relate. Put oneself in another's place. I like this one. Stand in their shoes. To stand in one's shoes. What, what, what I, if I was in their shoes, 
but I want them to treat me like I'm treating them. <laughs> but I want them thinking about me the same way I'm thinking about them right now if I was the pastor. See, put yourself in their shoes. <laughs> Again, if I don't know, ask. And sometimes we'll look at the surface of things and we just assume that whatever is whatever and, and it is like you think it is and that's not always the case. Hmm. Imagine trying to, you, you hear from God on the direction um, of where he wants you to go and you got this one fighting, you got that one fighting, you then God forbid you have a family and you're trying to, you got family, you got this and you got that. And see, preaching is the easiest part, but it's what goes on behind the scenes during the week. What about the people that they have to counsel? What about the, the individuals that they, the, 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 that they have to go visit or this or that? So it's more than just getting up preaching on Sunday. And see, when you empathize, you understand, well, maybe they can't make everybody's birthday party. I'm not going to get out of being out of shape. I sent you an invitation, but they didn't come to my child's graduation. We can't make all the graduations. See? Well, I seen you at his. Well, maybe I was in town that weekend and could go, but, but it, it can't be. And, and see, years ago, we used to try to do it all, but man, one, my schedule really won't let me down, but, but it, it, it was, you, you ran into where you was at such and such party, but didn't come to mind. Or oh, I seen you at such and such, so the best way to, just to cool that, I won't go to any of y'all's party. And see, now, if, if I'm not empathizing with that, that could be taken the wrong way. Uh, really, I don't have time to do things like that. So, uh, and most time they be on a day that I can't go. But if you make it where I can go, I may come, but I can't promise you. If I can, God, is, you know, it all depends. And that's what I tell people. If I'm able to, I'll see what I can do, but I ain't promising you. That's fair. And watch this. I don't, I don't, I, do, do like I do. Just don't invite me. That way what? You can't be mad. So I'm not even going to invite you. Why? I ain't got to worry about you. Whatever. So you, you don't have to be mad. <laughs> man. Cheer up, man. God is good. So we want, we want to emphasize, empathize with our leaders. Colossians 3, 12 and 13. 10 minutes, let me give you these rest of them. 15 minutes. So we want to what? Empathize. What? Relate. Put ourselves in their shoes. Colossians 3, 12 through 13. Um, NLT. Watch this. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must what? Clothe yourselves with what? Tenderhearted mercy. You see, this thing, we just get so bent out of shape and we're not even, for a lot of people, we're not even doing what the word says do. Because there's no way I could clothe myself with these things and respond a different way. If I, if I clothe myself with this, I'm going to be kind. There's going to be kindness, humility, gentleness, and what? Patience. Patience. 
Do you see this? Number three, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, 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 remember the Lord forgave you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Do you see this? Make allowances for not, look, he's not saying agree with people's foolery, but I have counted that into the equation because I know you're human. I know there may be times where you might make a mistake. So I'm not going to charge it against you. That's what he's saying. Are you here? In other words, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about every little thing. Why? Because I made allowances. Man, don't worry about it. It's cool. God is good. For each other's what? Faults. But see, watch this. Since God has chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must what? Clothe yourself with what? Tenderhearted mercies. Mercy. A, a few weeks ago, uh, our landscape guy, he was cutting the grass and a rock um, sprung from up under his um, lawnmower blade and busted one of our windows out. Well, I knew a, a few months before that he had got laid off. He was working at the airport. I'm laid off. Has a family. So, and he was real remorseful, but, you know, I was like, man, don't even worry about it. Because one, I felt like that's, in my spirit, that's what God was telling me, don't even worry about it. You know, when you trust God and you hear from God, let God, what's, what's Holy Spirit saying? Man, you owe me. Oh, oh, no, you owe me, man, man. Man, you owe me. No, man, don't. No. See, I was being tenderhearted. Showing mercy, being kind. Man, I lost a job, got a family. It wasn't on purpose. We knew it wasn't on purpose. So I said, man, don't worry about it. He's like, no, man, I, I paid. Then he said, well, don't charge me for today. No, I still paid him and tipped him like I normally do. Don't worry about it. It's good. I get taken care of. So, um, uh, Pastor T called the, the builder. The builder called the guy who, the, the company that installed the windows. Uh, make a long story short, we had the window replaced. The dude said, now listen, normally they charge $150 just to, that's just to come out. Not for the window and the little frame because it had to be the, they had to order this, had to be the same color, so we had to get the codes and so the same color window frame and all that. So he replaced all that he had to replace and reseal for $44. See? But. I, I guarantee, had I not, if I guarantee, I'm almost positive, I'm almost willing to say, if I'd have disregarded God, no, man, you need to pay me, man. Ain't you pay that in, I'm going to charge you today. Probably would have paid three, four hundred dollars. But because I clothed myself with that tenderhearted and mercy, anything worked out for our good. 
Are you here? So, and I'm saying that to say, you know, we have to make allowances. So, so maybe pastor's having a bad day today, maybe, but we, we, we can't just, just, oh man, I'm, I'm done. No, remember, the Lord forgave you. Maybe, maybe he's, you know, maybe, you, you know, whoever's trying to stress him out or whatever. And, 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 we, we, hey, listen, watch this. We're growing every day. We're all a work in progress. And we'll be so much better as a body of believers if we would just do what the word of God says and make allowances for each other's faults. Next, we have to. What, what letters next? C, correcting. We could assist by correcting. What do you mean? Assisting in the development and maturity, especially of those who are new in Christ or babes in Christ or someone that's young in the faith. Correcting means can be defined as to set or make true accurate or right to remove the errors or faults from to set or make true accurate or right to remove the errors or faults from so when someone's offended or someone you may see someone doing something that's not displaying of, of, of good Christian conduct man, man let me pull them to the side Share the truth of God in love. Again, we are all a part of this body. And, and, and it can't be because that's your friend, I'm going to let her slide. No, the truth is the truth. I'm not going to be light because we eat lunch together. No. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And, and, and if he or she is a true friend, you know what, John? You, you man, I understand uh, where you're coming from, but you were wrong in this case. And you know what? We have Christians who speak in tongues, won't, won't, won't respond that way. They'll sit and listen to the foolish or whatever it may be. And not knowing that poison is poison. Did y'all hear that? Poison is poison. Then you have to ask yourself, what kind of friend are you really if you know this thing is, is, is not of God and yet you're trying to cause me to stumble? If you, if you were really my friend, you wouldn't want me to stumble. Why would, you, why would you want me to stumble? Are you here? Titus 3 verses 10 and 11 CEV. Watch this. Warn Troublemaker is what? Once or twice. And see, I, I got to start obeying the word. I, I, I've been doing it four and five times. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to once or twice. I'll give you two times. <laughs> no, he said forgive as many times as it takes. Yo, yeah, I forgive you. But we're talking about when you people who are trying to cause division and create uh, chaos and discord, warn them once or twice, then don't have anything else to do with them. 
You would know their minds are twisted. You would know their minds are twisted. And their own sins show how guilty they are. The point is this, guys. If you see people trying to create, let me see the amplified version. If you see people trying to create division and discord, bring it to a halt. Address it. Warn them, hey, man, this is not of God. What you are doing is causing chaos and disruption. And one of the seven things that God hates is one who sows discord among the brethren. You don't want to be someone who sows discord. After a first and second warning, reject a divisive man, someone who causes division, who promotes what? Heresy and causes dis- dis- dissension. Ban him from your fellowship and have nothing more to do with him. And, and we're so nice. That's why I'm like this, man. I love everybody. We don't want to turn anyone away. And I know there's a set place for everyone. But I'm like this, man. Hey, man, I would rather pray with you that God will send you somewhere where you can enjoy service, where you can just just fellowship with people and love, than to keep coming here and as if you hate it. I would just say, just go across the street. Yeah. That's like being in a bad relationship. Who, who want to be in a relationship with another person is just miserable? When you look at them, they just got that look of misery and just moping. Out. You're like, man, what, man, just free yourself. Are you here? But, but and, and of course, God's love and compassion, and we, we, we are, you know, we are more tolerant with people, but the scripture does let, and this, this is the reason why, because gossip spreads like cancer. God is about unity. And one of the things he hates is someone who sows discord among the brethren. Why? Because it disrupts his body. So there are times where people should be put out the church. You're not going to let anybody come to your house. No, you're not. And cause chaos and bring this question. You're not. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. That's just like your kids are raised a certain way. You're not going to let their friends come over and have your kids do now. After you don't put all that time in raising them and, try, and let somebody come in and try to cause them to go a different way. You're not going to say, hey, just have your way. No, you can tell them what? To go home. Yeah. They, friends come over and they put the uh, feet all up on your coffee table and uh, eating all over the house. And, and, and that, if that's not the order of your house, you're not just going to sit by passively and say, don't worry about it. You hear? You can put them out. Well, well aware that such a person is what? Twisted and is sinning, he is what? Convicted and self condemned and is gratified by. You know what? And, and I really believe that some people are gratified by causing confusion among believers. That's why someone who's offended, they'll keep coming just, 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 just to, especially when they're trying to offend people, they just keep spewing out that poison because you know what? They, they, they are gratified by. by thinking they're hurting people. That's why you have to hold your hand up and say, that is not the order here. You are wrong. Next, I, we can help alleviate stresses, anxieties, and contribute to their joy by investing in our leaders. To sow into our leaders 
Galatians 6 and 6 amplified. Guys, there are biblical principles that if we would align ourselves with them, they will work for us. Giving works. Giving works. Say it again. Giving works. I'm going to say it again. Giving works. The one who has taught the word of God is to, is to, is to, Uh, the Jeffersons, what was that? Uh, the Bellman. Ralph. He wasn't afraid to stick his hand out. <laughs> Listen. So, the one who has taught the word of God is to what? Share all good things with his what? Teacher contributing to his spiritual and material support. In the earlier Bible days, those who were taught the word, they would sit at the feet of their teachers and they would sow into their lives as a sign of appreciation and gratitude for what you just taught me. Are you with me? So we want to make sure that we sow into, our, into their lives. 1 Corinthians 9, 14. Let me show you one of the reasons why we, we should do this. Even so, the Lord has, the Lord has, let me see the NLT version, commanded, no, no, notice he commanded that those who, priest, this, is how, this is our livelihood. That's why it's important that we hear from God concerning our giving. Lord, what are you sharing with me to do? In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it benefit from it and if the truth be told if you've been a partner here any length of time you know that your life has been blessed in some kind of way so you want to make sure that i am sowing into their lives uh next a accountable accountable We have to allow ourselves to be held accountable. I don't want my name just on a roll. I want someone to hold me accountable. Amen. That's the state of being liable, answerable. We're just not here in name only. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm a vital part of this, and I want you to hold me accountable. If there's something that, that you see, an area that I, that I need uh, fixing or something that I could, an area that I could be improved in, or enhance the quality of my relationship with the Lord, show me. Hold me accountable. Pastor, if you notice I'm late all the time, you know, I, I'm not going to get upset if you encourage me to be on time because I'm a leader. Because I'm a vital part of this uh, ministry. Because I serve in health ministry. You know, I, I, I can't get upset. No, they're holding me accountable. If I'm going to be here, if service starts at 10, and I'm going to be here at 9.30 because we, 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 there are things that we go over and things that we participate in and there's prayer, I want to come. And, and, and we shouldn't have the attitude, man, I, I get there when I get there. No, we don't do that in the secular arena because they're not going to put up with it. And we're not going to tolerate it in the house of God. No. Why? Because there should be, listen, God is not the author of confusion. And there should be order 
in the Lord's house. Are you here? So in the same way the Lord ordered, oh, let me get a verse for this. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, Amplified. Let me give you these last two. I'm, I can't leave you halfway done. And let us what? Consider thoughtfully how we may encourage what? One another to love and to do good deeds. See, that's, that's holding each other accountable. Not forsaking our what? Meeting together as believers worship, uh, as for believers worshiping instruction, as is the what? The habit. See, some have the habit of forsaking the assembly. So, if, if there's a habit, if there's a tendency not to be uh, faithful and, and, and to be connected and to be involved, I need somebody holding me accountable. Matter of fact, when, when I became a partner, in essence, whether I realized it or not, I was saying, I am now allowing you to hold me accountable as a member of the body of Christ. As it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ returning and approaching. Next, you want to be tactful. Tactful. And that means careful not to offend or upset other people. It's showing or having tact. It's being thoughtful, being considerate, sensitive, discerning, courteous. <laughs> I mean, if I see pastor engaged in conversation with a new member, I'm not going to just interrupt that conversation. Pastor, come look at my new car. That's not the time. We want to see it, but no. Let's be courteous. Oh, man. Are you here? If I know we're serving food today and or serving whatever, free coffee and donuts, and, and boy, you know how I love coffee, but I see some visitors in line, I'm not going to go jump ahead of them because I, I see us running low and only a couple cups left. No, I'm going to be tactful. You know what, man? I, I can get a donut on the way home. I can get coffee on the way home. It's being courteous. Are you being considerate? And here's another one because, and I've seen this over the years and still see it, as the church grows, new people come in and, listen, you all are our favorites. There it go. You're my favorite, Tanya. You're my favorite, Kim, Fred, Mother. Everybody in here is my favorite. So, we don't, have to, we don't have to be tripping about new people and pastor is showing love to the new people. Why? Because I'm his favorite. Right? You, members do this kind of stuff. They, 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 they want all the attention, all the, man. So in other words, we have to be courteous and let pastor, we have to share our pastor with everybody. That's the point. I can't eat spaghetti every Friday at your house. I want to eat at their house sometime, maybe. And, it, and, we, got, and we can't be, oh, man. We got, to be thought, we got to be sensitive. Okay. 
So, so we want to be tactful. We want, it, 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 then, and one of the things we do, it's kind of uh, everybody, we, we love and everybody loves on everyone. And so it's just not the pastor loving on everyone. So, so, but see, when I'm courteous and sensitive to that, I'm not going to allow a visitor to come and, and I see them walking out alone. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to make it my business to run them down and thank them for taking the time to worship with us on today. See, that's being thoughtful. That's being sensitive. That's being courteous. Are you here? Not an example. You, you, you see the seats are filling up and, and it, I don't know why people claim seats. That's my seat. Well, this is his first time. I can get up and go to the back or I can get up and go over here. It's being, no, I ain't moving. No, be courteous. See, that's being tactful. This is being considerate. First Peter 4, 8 and 9, amplified. And one more and we are finished for today. First Peter 4, 8 and 9. Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best. See, that's, that's what we, that's being tactful, seeking the best in others. Be, same, courteous, same thing. Be hospitable to one another without complaints. So we can help alleviate any stresses and contribute to our pastor's joy by being tactful, showing courtesy, being kind, even toward one another. Are you here? And the last one, enthusiasm, showing enthusiasm. That's extreme religious devotion. Romans 12, 9, 3, 11, God's Word. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what I'm a part of. I'm excited about what I'm a part of. And I'm telling, I, I, I keep invite cards on me everywhere when I'm out and about I, because I'm so excited about God and what he's doing in the ministry. I share this word with great enthusiasm. Happy about it. And if you guys have been on social media this week, one of the things the Holy Spirit um, instructed me to encourage the people to do this week was to everyone do a Facebook Live inviting them to, inviting them to worship. I haven't seen anybody do it. Maybe someone out there do it, but I haven't seen it. But I guarantee if we stay consistent with it, it's going to generate something. And perhaps other churches will catch on and we'll see a lot more people added to the body of Christ. But we have to be excited and, and enthusiastic about the Lord. Look at this. Love sincerely. Hate evil. Hold on to what is good. See, see the, again, we have to do what the Word says. Be devoted to each other like a loving family. This is crazy. He's talking to Christians here. You hear? Except, see, the, the reason why things normally don't go like people think they should go is because they don't do what has been prescribed the way it says to do it. Are you here? Excel 
in showing respect. Not disrespect. Some people excel in showing disrespect. They read it wrong. No, it says excel in showing respect for each other. Don't be lazy in showing your devotion. Use your energy to serve the Lord. So let's go over them. Number one, we want to acknowledge our leaders. Number two, we want to pray for our leaders. Number three, we want to protect our leaders. What's next? Number four, we want to rally around them. If something's going on, man, how can we complete this? How can we get it done? There's, there's no problems, only solutions. Next, we want to empathize with them. Put ourselves in their shoes. Next, we want to correct. If, if I see someone in error, if I see someone trying to create discord and chaos in the church, even though you might, you may be my best friend, but, but we're a part of this and, and this is where God has set me and I'm not going to allow you to disturb what God has ordained. Are you with me? Next, we want to invest in our leaders. We want to sow seeds into our men of God's lives. Next, we want to we want to be held accountable. Allow ourselves to be held accountable. Next, we want to be tactful. Show courteous. Courtesy, I'm sorry. Show courtesy. Be sensitive. Be discerning. Be hospitable. Next and last, we want to what? Serve God. I think one translation says serve him enthusiastically. But we want to serve God with great enthusiasm. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.